first, though, a percentage as far as state employees as uh, regarding sexual harassment training, uh, despite the governor's mandate, and uh, here to discuss uh, with me is uh, the expert, John Bell, of course, from the Bell Law Group, uh, certainly uh, representing individuals in the employment area that are not being paid in accordance with the law, sexually harassed, and are not being accommodated uh, due to various, it could be a disability, uh, it could be discrimination regarding pregnancy and everything else. John, nice enough to give us a couple of minutes here on a Wednesday morning. Sir, how are you? Very important topic doing, right here. I'm doing great, Jay. How you doing? In there. Hanging in there, my friend. So what's the latest here? you got a mandate, despite the mandate from the governor, uh, as far as the New York State employees have completed it, a live sexual harassment ethics training they're legally required to take, correct? Yes, yeah, so as you know, Jay, in New York State, we're all required to take this training in a work setting, right? Employers, employees, and we have to undergo mandatory sexual harassment training. Uh, and it has, like I said, it has to be annually. Even new hires have to do it uh, as soon as practical. So uh, the, the governor wanted to go a step forward with her New York State employees and require some live training. That's the difference. They're required to take live training. Her reasoning or her logic was right on point. She doesn't want her state employees just doing some work on the side, half watching a video, and kind of like clicking through it, uh, as opposed to really paying attention and understanding sexual harassment. The problem is, is live training is difficult to implement. It's timely and it's cost uh, consuming. So she didn't basically designate enough financial consideration to get it done. So a year and a half later, only 0.4% of the state employees underwent this training. Uh, and there are uh, 130,000 state employees that are required to undergo this training both on sexual harassment and ethics. And, you know, some people are pointing to the fact relating to the ethics that, you know, she's had some ethical problems with the Buffalo Bill Stadium and some other things, and it's shocking that after so long, only 0.4% has successfully completed this training. Boy, you ain't kidding. As far as uh, ethics are concerned, uh, especially with her husband in charge of concessions over at uh, Highmark Stadium there in uh, Buffalo. And, of course, a new stadium, about $850 million in uh, public money, a $1.5 billion project there. And you want to get into uh, other areas of uh, ethic-type uh, questions. How about the hand-picked Lieutenant Governor uh, Brian Benjamin? Uh, after being, you know, indicted by federal prosecutors and everything else, uh, so much into defunding the police movement. But you see, I'm not here to get political with Mr. Bell. I'm not. Uh, although if he wants to kind of join the fray, uh, he can <laughs> as far as that's concerned. But in essence, you know, it's interesting regarding ethics and everything else. But, uh, you know, there, there are some questions regarding Governor Kathy Hochul here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Upon reading this article, I thought, well, what could your audience really take from this? And the truth is, is that as an employing lawyer, what I'm seeing is less and less companies abiding by the annual training. 
And what's going to eventually happen is if you face a sexual harassment complaint and you are not requiring your employees to undergo this training, it's going to be a black mark on your defense of any type of case. I could tell you, Jay, that during the height of the Me Too movement, I was getting very few calls uh, from employees that are claiming to be sexually harassed. But now that's changed. Now the time has passed. It's done a total and complete 180. I'm getting a lot of calls from employees, uh, uh, and the ones that are allegedly committing the sexual harassment are highly educated individuals like doctors, uh, lawyers. I just got a call from a lawyer at a law firm, a, a, a junior associate who's getting sexually harassed by a main partner. And I even uh, just resolve a case of a doctor here in Long Island that sexually harassed and assaulted a patient, believe it or not. And that case uh, 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 we were able to resolve. So I find that there was a lot of attention on sexual harassment and preventing it 2019, 20, even 21. But now that we're in 2023, these claims are back. Down, John Bell Willis, Bell Law Group. And you know, when you think about it, before she even took office, uh, 35,000 or so in reading this piece, uh, John, employees were subject to, you know, mandatory ethics training. And that has quadrupled almost with her mandate. So, you know, in essence, all that happened with Governor Cuomo back uh, with a lot of the sexual harassment uh, allegations and everything else in play. Uh, even more of the spotlight is on this to make sure that this thing kind of goes about in some sort of a smooth fashion here, correct? That's correct. Uh, the, the New York Times reported uh, even the MTA uh, requested some extra funding to meet the challenge of this new law. And basically, the governor stated there won't be any additional funding available. So it's a, it's a nice soundbite to require this live training, but if you're not providing the resources, it's impossible to implement. Not only impossible to implement, but you must have funding here, and it'll be very interesting when this budget comes out today. Uh, She will formally introduce this budget to see what kind of dollars we're talking about here. You know, but you know, if you're saying $2 million uh, and everything else, you know, stay there, Ethics Commission was given this amount of money. I mean, it doesn't seem like enough at all, you know? Uh, and that's why it'll be interesting when these numbers come out uh, a little bit later on this afternoon. Yeah, I, I think I think in the end there's going to have to be some backtracking here, and the requirement has to be just to, just to do the trading. It doesn't have to be live. It's just costing the taxpayers a lot of money. And I'm not saying that it's not important. It is very important, but the amount of employees and the cost, they absolutely need to go undergo some training. They can't just continue to wait for this live training that doesn't appear it's going to be happening. Not appear at all. Uh, John Bell with us, especially when you have a migrant situation and $2 billion of cost involved there. That's another issue, too, that I am not going to lasso Mr. Bell into as far as dollars and cents. As far as uh, other employment news, my friend. What do we need to know? Mandates, COVID, all that uh, going on there, vaccination policies, anything we need to know as far as changes? Um, there's nothing 
really that new. I mean, there's a pregnancy law that we described uh, recently. You just want to make sure that you're providing them with accommodations. Uh, uh, you know, not in a bathroom for for uh, uh, breastfeeding moms, giving them the time. Uh, other things I've seen are some FMLA violations uh, recently. Uh, you know, firing people for for taking time off to care for a loved one. Those kind of issues uh, always seem to uh, pop its head up. And that's pretty much it, Jay, just doing the same old uh, cases with discrimination, sexual harassment, and doing some personal injury cases as well. Sounds good. John Bell, the Bell Law Group, bellg.com. Learn more. Uh, Very interesting topic. Mr. Bell, we await next time your appearance, sir. We thank you. Excellent. Thank you, Jay. Have a great day.